Federico Vitici, you now own an Xbox One. Xbox One X. Oh, sorry. I, I apologize. I apologize, Please sir. It's like, get do, it not, right. do not shame me with the Xbox One, sir. I have an X. <laughs> I only believe in 4K gaming. Are you guys going to give me a hard time? No, no. This, this is not hard. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Is this hard, no Mike? Way. I don't this think so. This is not hard. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I'm just... And again, like, I'm pleased. I'm pleased you have this thing. But I am interested as to why. Like, why okay, do you okay. have one? Yeah, okay. Um, I've always uh, I've always wanted to, since I was a kid, I've always wanted to have all the consoles. Like, in a single generation. Mm-hmm. My dream was, I don't, care, I don't care about the console wars. I just want to have them all so that I can enjoy all the best games that, that I can have. Um, and I, there were two, two main reasons why I got this. Um... First, I wanted to, as I said, I wanted to have all of the consoles that I can have. So I don't need to choose. I can always get the best version of a multi-platform game. So I have all the options. And the second reason was I want to take advantage of this big, beautiful TV that I bought. And I want to make sure that I extract as much value from it as possible. And so... With native 4K and HDR, it seemed like a good opportunity to, um, you know, because my family was asking, like, what do you want for your 30th birthday? Mm-hmm. And I casually mentioned, you know, I would really like to get an Xbox eventually. And actually, Sylvia got me an Xbox One X for my birthday. So she went crazy with the gift. And um, I was extremely surprised when... when uh, just the night before, a few nights before my birthday, I went into my bedroom and I, uh, I just I noticed something under my pillow and I <laughs> lifted the pillow and there was an Xbox One X that's under a, the pillow. That's a pretty serious <laughs> pillow. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what's going on here? I, I, I assumed that maybe the dogs had sort of hid something under the pillow, mm-hmm. but it was uh, this big box for the for the console. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I have this TV that I spend good money for and I want to make sure that I, when I when I buy a console game, it is the absolute best version that I can play. So I'm spoiled. That's why. All right. So what games do you have then? Mm, so I restarted playing No Man's Sky uh, with the new save instead of the PS4 version because Silva got me No Man's Sky for the Xbox. So I restarted and I'm now playing on Xbox yep. uh, because it's got the native 4K and the frame rate is slightly higher. It looks better. It, it's more Let fluid. Let me ask you this about the native 4K, right? Like I know, yeah. I know it has native 4K and the PS4 yeah. Pro, there's like upscaling going on, right? Like... It, it's showing you a 4K picture. It's checkerboard rendering. There you go. Yeah. So the, the box isn't outputting like all of the pixels, where the Xbox One X is outputting all of the pixels, right? Um, I guess in a very basic way of trying to explain it. My question to you would be, and it's fine if not, but can can you notice a difference? Well, I cannot notice the difference because I don't have the same game on my TV on two consoles. Like I bought the the Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's not like I bought it for the PS4 and the Xbox and now and I'm switching inputs so that I can notice the differences. When I watch the video on YouTube, I could see the differences. But then when I play on my Xbox, I, I just notice that it looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the resolution, I don't notice. The frame rate, I do notice. Like right, okay. Games that allow you to, to, to choose between either native 4K or... Um, 
like the slightly inferior uh, resolution, but you get the 60 frame per second um, gameplay. That it's that is an incredible difference, and that I absolutely notice. And playing No Man's Sky at 60 frames is incredible. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, I don't play at 60 because I really prefer the way that um, the way that they call it the enriched visuals, um, which is somewhere in between native 4K and sort of 60 frames. In that it's not a full-on 4k resolution but you get more for example you get more elements on screen like mm -hmm. if you switch between if you switch between native 4k and enriched visuals um native 4k in theory fills the entire display but when you when you use enriched visuals i don't notice the resolution difference the resolution gets you know gets bumped down i, I don't notice that but you get more like for example more um trees with more leaves and more rocks on the mm. ground, like more detail. What's your what? What do you prefer? Enriched. I prefer yeah. enriched because yeah. I don't see. I don't see the, the the. I don't notice the slightly worse resolution, but I notice the 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 richer environment. Yeah, and and I guess really, I mean, let's be real. I mean, great four K looks great, but the games still don't look like real life, right? No. Like you can. You can still, they just look like really good video games, but it's more beneficial, I think, to have a more detailed environment than the edges of this thing or that thing looking crisper, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think that, it, like, I, I understand that they can output 4K or whatever, like, but maybe it's best to use all of that processing power to make the overall visuals more impressive than yeah. trying, you know, like what it can what it can show you. So like the draw distance is further and all that kind of thing. Exactly. You know, yeah. rather than just being like, oh, look at this amazing technical achievement that we've got that yeah. that a lot of people can't, you know, I mean, could you notice the difference between 3K and 4K? You know, it's like how, you know, like you, you can go above what we have now, but you get to a certain point and all you know is this looks really good. I mean, it's, I guess it's the same with HDR, right? Like, so we will talk about... Uh, spider-man in a little bit but so i've been playing a bit with that today it's like i'm looking at it and i'm like these colors are really good is it because of hdr is it not it doesn't matter i know it looks really good right and and i think that's kind of ultimately all that matters is just like can how much better these can you make these games look and not necessarily have like focusing so heavily on the actual technical achievement yeah yeah, I get it, especially about HDR. Like it's it's a difficult thing to explain to other people. Uh, what I can say is that my my thought process was looking ahead at the you know maybe the 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 final two years of this console generation and the last wave of multi-platform games that I want to play. Which console gives me the most chances of playing the absolute best version of a game? so that I don't have to buy a PC, because I really don't want to build a PC. Um, and the answer was, there's a, there's a better chance that the Xbox One X will give you the best performance. Even though it's, it's, it's not a huge difference from the PS4 Pro, at least you have the peace of mind of knowing that it, there's nothing better that you can play on a console at this moment. So when Red Dead Redemption comes out in October... I will get the Xbox version, the Xbox yes. Version. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about the hardware as well. Like, mm. is there anything about the Xbox hardware that you prefer to the PlayStation's hardware? Uh, well, I'm gonna 
catch criticism for this. I really prefer the controller. I think it's I don't more think that's criticism. Uh, amongst a lot of people, they they prefer the Xbox controllers. That's right, Shahid. Right, like especially the most recent ones. Like the the Xbox One controller is considered by many to be superior to PlayStation's. No, I've not had that feedback. I've had the opposite. Oh, interesting. But then again, I <laughs> uh, then then again, I you know I operate in in a, a very different place, I guess, or certainly was. Uh, but still, the feedback is generally that the PS4 controller is better. However. The Xbox One X, isn't that supposed to have a different controller to the Xbox One? Maybe. But then you've got the Xbox One Elite controller, which is a whole other level. That's a whole other thing, yeah. It is, you haven't got the Elite with the Xbox One X, no. no, 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 no. Yeah, because, you know, I, I've got both. And I prefer the PS4 controller. Uh, having said that, I have absolutely no issues with the Xbox controller. It's not a bad controller at all. It's a nice controller. And it does feel pretty comfortable to people with big hands. That's that's been the thing that I've. That's the kind of feedback I've had. But yeah, actually, this time round, the the mood seemed to have shifted, especially at the beginning. I haven't really taken the pulse of as many developers now, um, but certainly when I took the pulse, anywhere from 2014 to 2016, it was yeah, PS4 controller is better now. Yeah, I was about to say that to me the. The DualShock 4, uh, it feels like my hands are a little too cramped around the controller and the I feel like the, the Xbox One controller feels better for someone who has bigger hands than, than for example, my girlfriend, she plays better with the DualShock 4, but I, I prefer how my hands wrap around the Xbox One controller. So... Um, just a matter of taste. It's a nice controller. No, nobody's making bad controllers. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I don't think so. Even the the Switch Pro controller is a good one. I love the Pro controller. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So I, right now I'm playing No Man's Sky and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Ideally, I would like to finish Tomb Raider so that I can uh, I can get Shadow of the Tomb Raider when it comes out later this month. Um, that was the plan, at least uh, before Spider Man came out. Um, I have two games. I was also considering uh, Forza Horizon 3, which is the open world one because it looks really good on, on 4K HDR. Uh, but otherwise, I'm just waiting for Red Dead at this point. So I will get that next month. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not particularly keen to try the Xbox ex- exclusives such as Gears or, or Halo. I really don't care about those types of games, you know, shooters with post-apocalyptic environments and aliens and monsters um but multi-platform games this is my new console and uh i should probably consider other xbox exclusives such as ori maybe or um cuphead maybe i should finally try so we'll see there's too many games at the moment sea of thieves ah, it's I don't fun know. it's fun mm. why don't you can try the game pass and then you can just play it for a little bit that's the final thing that I wanted to mention. So the Xbox One X comes with a with a free month of Game Pass. There's a, like a little um, paper thing in the box uh, with a code. So I will probably sign up for the trial and see if it actually is worth my money. If not, I will just use it for a month. Yeah, then you can try Sea of Thieves because then yeah. it's, it's just free for you to try then. Yeah. You got to yeah. try. I want you to just try it. Like, you just give it a go. Like, we could play together and I could show you how to play just like one time, just so you can understand what I do like about it. It is fun. It is fun that, you know, we could play games like PC to Xbox, which is good. Mm, that's a good point. Uh, because uh, uh, 
there's no no cross platform restrictions here. Uh, everybody can play with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yep, everyone can play mm. unless you have. I'm not everyone listening. can join the fun. It's I I wasn't I didn't know if you guys were aware, but it's because PlayStation offers the greatest experience. This is true. <laughs> That's uh, that is <laughs> I still feel such it. a they bad the, explanation. They offer the best way to play. So. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what? I still feel <laughs> so, the sting. It's fine. Because it still keeps coming up. You know, it's, it still keeps it's coming been up. over a thousand days since I left PlayStation. I still feel the sting. Well, because how long were you there? I drank the Kool-Aid a long time. Yeah. And it tasted good. But it's not even that. You you were proud, and, and I understand it. And, and it's not like you were proud of something that was bad. Oh, absolutely not. It was awesome. But yeah, this is kind of weird. And uh, I'm finding it harder to defend, I must say. I mean, I can explain, kinda, but defend—that's a different thing. Yeah, there, there is, there isn't really a defense for it, other than like, there. Is, I just don't, I just don't buy it. I don't buy any of it. If everyone else can make it work, they can make it work. But they just don't want to because business. Decisions. It's a business. Yeah, and they don't exactly. need to. It's the wrong one. This is the thing. They it's don't the wrong need one. to. I mean, yes, they've left a sour taste in some people's mouths, but they don't need to. You know, let's face it; they're still far ahead in terms of sales. There is a lot more discussion about Switch, of course, and rightly so. But PlayStation is still sitting pretty on massive sales. Right, and it's not going to affect no, them now. No, it's not. But it, but I think that there is a possibility for later, right? Yeah. Like if this, if crossplay continues to be a thing which becomes more and more, time the next console generation runs around. If Sony, have, if Microsoft have got themselves into the situation that they're gunning for, it could be different. And then when people come in to make that decision, they might make it differently. But then what will probably happen is that Microsoft will stop doing it. Well, the, the thing is, <laughs> and then the situation will only change when the combined sales of the other significant players, hardware sales, installed base, in other words, greatly or considerably exceeds PlayStations. That's it. Of course. It's just competitive just pressure, they're right? They're doing it as a competitive yeah. advantage. I, I, th- I still think it's the wrong move. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Spider-Man. Uh, but before we do, let's take our first break. I want to thank Chegg for their support of this week's show. Chegg is a leader in online study help. You can search free scholarships, browse course reviews, get 24-7 study help, and rent textbooks for a fraction of the cost of your bookstore, all within one big education redefining student hub. You can tap into Chegg's massive library of step-by-step textbook solutions. We're talking everything from accounting to biology and calculus to mechanical engineering. They've got it all. And the Chegg Study app can help whether you're studying for midterms, preparing for a final exam, or just struggling with your homework. And if you need help with a tough problem right away, you can use the Chegg Study app to snap a quick picture of what you're working on and submit it to instantly to Chegg's experts, and they can help you out. I wish that this kind of thing was around and available to me when I was a student. 24-7 help with homework and assignments. Like, doesn't that just sound like the perfect thing? And checking out course reviews as well would have just been super helpful to me. I mean, the kids these days, huh? They got it so easy. For $5 off your first month subscription, go to chegg.com slash remaster. That's C-H-E-G-G dot com slash remaster right now and use the promo code remaster for that $5 off your first month. That's chegg.com slash remaster and the promo code remaster. That's C-H-E-G-G dot com. Our thanks to Chegg for their support of this show and Relay FM. Spider-Man's out. 
The day has but, finally come. So, Mike, uh, have you got what you were waiting for? I got it. Yes. Mm, I got it. Does it look pretty? So there was there's a good side and a bad side to having received a brand new console on the game the day that a game comes out. Is okay. it you have to wait for the console to arrive before you can play <laughs> the game. So <laughs> that, that's, I have, that's right, I suppose. Yeah. I have a uh, total about an hour <laughs> of experience with Spider-Man so far um on the PS4 Pro, but um it's enough for me to form a very simple first impressions of the game. Uh, but it's worth it because I I wouldn't have wanted to start this on my regular PS4. Um, I got my fancy new PS4 Pro today. So the, the red one with the big Spider-Man logo on it, uh, which is the color is really great. But the, the winner is the controller for me. The controller looks excellent um, because it's less... For some reason, it's less garish. I think the big Spider-Man logo makes the is a bit garish on the console. I love it, but I'm happy that it is inside of a TV cabinet. Like, if this was going to sit outside, like it was going to sit next to a TV, I don't think I would have wanted this big red one. Um, but just as something that I see every now and then is fun. But the controller, the red controller, looks excellent. The buttons are all white, and they have red details on them and stuff. I really, really love it. Um, so I was happy that I got it. I wanted a PS4 Pro, and I wanted to get a special edition one just for the fun of it. I've never had a special edition console before, um, so it just seemed like a fun thing to do. Now, part of the problem is that games consoles in 2018 still suck, which was why I lost about an hour today just in getting the thing set up like i had to do a software update which didn't which wasn't too bad for the actual console um but then there was a four gigabyte day one patch to download for the game which i'm lucky i have fast internet for really but four gigabyte day one patch it's just it's that's such a huge amount but the the most egregious thing for me was um i tend to buy my games online these days um, and I haven't really, I, I haven't played a AAA console game in a while. Um, the, it took 45 minutes for the data to copy from the disc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And This that, is also it's bad madness. on Xbox. <laughs> it's madness to me. Like, I, I, I don't need to understand. I do, but I don't need to care about the technical reasons for this. But, like, you get the game and you put it in your system and you're an hour away from even being able to start the thing. It's, it, again, this is not a new complaint, but it, it, it continues to astound it's me. It's going to get worse, know? Mike. Why is that? Well, because the games are only going to get bigger. I mean, obviously not the disc games. They're only going to get so big. But, you know, that, that copying time. Those Blu-ray readers are so slow. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not like the kind of readers that you get on a PC, you know, where you can rip a Blu-ray, a data Blu-ray that is not a movie. I don't condone piracy here. Uh, got, got to do all the standard um, uh, disclaimers, disclaimers and so on. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, the, the ones on the computers can rip so fast, but these are actually slower than usual. So it will take forever to copy stuff across. And, of course, the hard drive is yeah. going to be slow unless you've replaced it's, the hard it's drive. It's not solid state. Exactly. Right? Yeah. We're looking at spinning yeah. disks. I mean, like, frankly, like, I I typically just download games now anyway. I mean, I have a really good internet connection, so I can do yeah. that. 
I only have the physical version of Spider-Man because that's what it came with, right? Like, in the box. Would you have gone differently if it come with the code? Would you have gone with the code? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, because I know that I wouldn't have real problems, right? And also, I mean... The, the code makes it a little bit trickier, but for most big games, so it's like for Red Dead, I'll start the download the day before, you know, like you pre-buy and preload yeah. them. Yeah. You know, like, and the preloading system is a great innovation. <laughs> like, it's a simple one, but it does mean if they put it up long enough, if you only have a half-decent internet connection, you can start it a week before, and, like, it will get there, right? And then on the day... It unlocks at midnight, which is even better, right? Mm-hmm. So it means you can start. Yeah. I know, Federico, that's how you started playing, right? Like, yeah. it unlocks at midnight. You can play for an hour or two and go to bed and then start it again the next day. Like, it is a better system. It, it's just, it's a shame to me that, like, for whatever, you know, for, for all the various technical reasons, you know, internet technology has not moved as fast as consoles have. So... They have to keep doing the physical disc stuff, but these games are not made for physical discs because they all need downloads from the internet and then they need to be copied. Like, they are made today, I mean, like, or they are best suited today to be downloaded rather than to be played from physical discs. Yeah, the internal hardware has got to be a lot cheaper. That's the other thing. You know, they're, they're selling these things yes. at huge volumes. They keep costs For low. sure. I mean, that's, that's what yeah. I mean. Like, it, the, It's just the, awful the, the technology and the economic factors have meant that really physical game sales is the wrong, is the wrong way. But unfortunately, the vast majority, even in, like, in the US and in the UK and in Europe even, internet connections are not strong enough to download these huge, massive video games, right? That it's, it's going to take people a long, long time if they even can do that, right? You might be on a metered internet connection. But even then, if you've got a bad internet connection, you think, all right, my internet connection's not good, so I'll buy the physical disk instead. But then you've got a four gigabyte day one patch yeah. <laughs> to deal with. And the other thing is if so you're online, like, you've got to have shame. that latest one anyway. There are all yeah, of these issues. If you want to play multiplayer, you have to right. download the patch, right? Like if you want access to any of the, the online features. So some of your friends with good internet, they're playing ages before you, and you might as well not yep. play. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. But anyway, th- th- this is a, 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 a tangent. I wanted to share it because it, it struck me today, but it's not, it's not the star of what we're talking about here. So I love the hardware. It's great. You know, everything looks great. It works quickly, etc., etc. But... The game. I mean, I only have some very initial impressions, and Shahid, I know that you haven't got to play yet, so you can ask me and Federico some questions. Because, and I know Federico's have more time than me, but still, we've neither of us have even taken a dent out of this game. My special copy arrives tomorrow. Ah, yes, the, the <laughs> sh- it's called Shahid Man. Uh, it's has got like a whole model that they built, and it's kind of incre- incredible. It just takes an extra day. Um, I. I come at this as a big fan of Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man is and has been for many years my favorite superhero. And I know that Federico, you're not so much into the superhero stuff. Yeah, not at all. Like I started the game, had no idea who the 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 car, the, the right, bad but you, guy but in you the don't first mission it. was. But you don't need any of that really, because it's like yeah. playing Red Dead Redemption for you, right? Like it's like this is a yes. AAA game that is going to be good, 
and I will understand the world as I go through it. Like, you know, like yeah. we will be entered into the world of Red Dead Redemption in probably a very similar way that you were entered into Spider-Man. It's like, here's a bunch of stuff. Go and beat this guy up. You'll find out who he is later on. It's not mm -hmm. important. Because mm -hmm. even now, right, like you have to know the Spider-Man comic books to know who that guy is. Because okay. he's not in the movies. Fisk. Oh, okay. Right? Like, oh, interesting. He's like a an old school character, really. Like he's been in all the comics and he's been in previous stuff, but he's not he's not in been in any of the movies that we've seen um in most in recent times. So you know, like the world looks fantastic. They have their version of New York. I, I can't help but roll my eyes at the people I've been seeing tweeting about, oh, this doesn't look like New York. Like it's but it's not though. Like it's New York, but it's like superhero new york like i don't think that insomniac were actually planning on a inch to inch replication of new york city and if you want that go use google maps I yeah mean, but like there are up. games <laughs> no, but like there are games that boast that right like there are games that specifically try to sure. replicate an yeah. area you know like a lot of driving games do this it's a game i remember called the getaway on like yeah, playstation 2 Ooh, that's you, an you old know, one even yeah. then they had to yeah. change so many things because of license issues yeah but it was it was still like Kinda, yeah you could drive around it knowing london yeah. and it was correct right really? like Wow. By and like it, but for for what it was mapping, they did an incredibly good job with it. Like that is a series that I really wished was now because I think it would be more successful now because it was very ambitious. It was a, it was a fun game, but it didn't um, review very well at the time. But I loved it. I no. played it for ages. Yeah, I think there was a variation it was a of it on game. the PSP as well. I've forgotten the name of it. London Gangs, maybe. Um, and okay. that was pretty cool. Yeah, as well. it sounds right. There was a game called, uh, yeah, The Getaway and, yeah, London Gangs. I think you're right. I actually think you're right for the PSP. But, yeah, as a, but that, you know, like those games, part of the selling point of those games were we have recreated this world in our game. And I don't think Insomniac were ever really gunning for that, but whatever. The city is big and sprawling and there's stuff going on. I've seen some criticism in some reviews that I've glanced over of, like, when you actually get down to it, there's a lot of repetitiveness. Which I understand, mm. like, you know, I, I kind of, it's a shame to hear that, but I feel like there's probably quite a lot here before you get to that. That's like end game stuff, but there's already a bunch of uh, DLC on the way as well. That was one of the things that I did get, I think. I think I got all the DLC with my bundle. I think that's all included. I got a couple of like digital codes that I had to enter. So I think that there's DLC that comes later on this year and there's all of that's in there. I, you know, the the combat is really fun. It's very fluid. Yeah. It's very challenging. I, I'm dying a lot. I don't know about you. Uh, I am dying a lot. Yeah, yeah. I died uh, for with Fisk uh, just once, but still it was the very first mission. Oh, no, I'm dying, <laughs> I'm dying a lot. I am dying a lot. Are you playing it on, like, medium? Medium, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, but I, yeah, I'm... I'm dying a lot, but I'm enjoying it. Like th this game is very, very reminiscent. It's taking a lot of cues from the Batman series, like the the Arkham games. Mm, never a, played that. The, yeah. Oh, Federico! Wow, yeah, you've never, got a, Arkham Asylum. It. You don't need to. It's the same as Spider Man, man. Like it's it's okay. not an issue. Like Arkham Asylum and uh, the most recent one is it Gotham? Uh, it's like Arkham City. Really excellent, just excellent games. If you like this. 
you should get those. Mm. Okay. So they're, they're basically the same idea, right? Like, And it's a lot of, like, especially with the Batman games, there's a lot of stealth as well. And I assume that there probably will be some stealth stuff that comes into... Have you come across anything like that? Any kind of, like, stealthy missions yet? I assume there probably is some. No, not yet. Not okay. in the first part. At least not in the first couple of hours. A lot of the Batman game is, like, stealth and you plan out and then you can jump down and start attacking people. Like you have like a room of enemies, and you like pick them off one by one. It's 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 really fun actually. You I think mm. you would like those games. Um, I think I think Arkham City is a PS4 game, and it's on Xbox One. So you should pick that up when All at right. some point you should put that on your list. Yeah, I'll check it out. Very good, very good game. Um. The movement, the the you know the the key thing for all Spider-Man games is the the movement for the city, the web slinging. You know, like it is well known. Spider-Man Two was the one that is like the best. This feels very Spider-Man Two-y to me. Like I feel like they've they've nailed it. Um, it feels very good. I haven't yet really got the the insane sense of speed that Spider-Man 2 had, but if it's anything like those previous games, I'm expecting the game probably gets faster as you go through the upgrade tree, because vast upgrade trees, like most Spider-Man games, and the Batman games, right, where you have, like, these various, like, categories, and you can unlock different combo moves, and you can, like, if you press triangle in this way, it disarms a guy, and you can, like very slowly build up the, your repertoire of things you have available to you. Yeah, and it's a very simple system. Like, most games, like, f- when you start playing, I think, even uh, Horizon, uh, Zero Dawn, or uh, Assassin's Creed, they present you with this um, insanely complicated UI of all the possible skill trees. That was one and... of the things that really turned me off Horizon. Yeah, was, was yeah. The, was, it... was the skill and upgrade path. Yeah. It, or before I even got there, I felt like it was too much for me to keep track of. Yeah. And it yeah. was... I know how I am with games like this, right? Where I can feel it. I'm like, hmm, if I take a week off of this game, I'm, I'm not going to remember how to play it. Yes, that's exactly exactly my problem with Horizon. I, I left it when I was playing Zelda. Mm-hmm. And then I this came back. This is exactly back. what happened to me. Yeah, I, I, I just... came back and I was like, "Well, first of all, what is going on with the story? Second of all, uh, it, was this kind of a stealth game or something else? What do the menus mean? Like, I forget every single thing. So, like, it's one of those games that you need to keep playing. Otherwise, you're gonna forget. It's kind of like the opposite of riding a bicycle, basically. Uh, and like, you know, <laughs> I, I understand that because, like, if these AAA games are kind of meant to be played uninterrupted, but unfortunately, Horizon Zero Dawn had Zelda to deal with, and and yeah. you know, we weren't gonna wait around. But we're not going to stop playing Spider-Man. I mean, I'm going to continue playing Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man, this is the game that I will... is going to like take up a lot of my solo game playing time. We need to finish this game. We yeah. At least finish the story. I am going... I'm 100% doing that. But I mean, like, it's the game that I plan to like tide me over until Red Dead. I mean, I will probably mm. will have finished it before then. But like, this is the big game that I'm planning on playing. Um, until Red Dead Redemption will be my next big game, um, like they're kind of because they're both like large scale open worldy type games. These are, you know we're going to talk in a little bit about some other games that we've been playing, but they're like more simply stuff. And I still have some more simple games that I've got my eye on for the rest of the year. But like these are like my two 
big tentpole games of the season because they're the two AAA games that I'm the most interested in. Both are are well, no, only one of them is a PlayStation ex- exclusive. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but I mean, Spider Man is um, for me at least. I used to play the uh, GameCube game, maybe that's a long time ago. Um, even though I don't follow Spider Man like the comic books or the movies, like I have a general knowledge of the superhero, I was able to appreciate playing last night the the character uh in the in the game like mm-hmm. he's funny and he's cracking jokes but also like he there was a bit in when when he's a, a peter is his name right yeah, peter, peter parker yeah. uh is needs to go needs to get to work no actually <laughs> yeah. during the first mission during the first mission um peter's aunt calls him on the phone and he's like, well, I got to pick this up because otherwise he's going to be upset. And so he's like, yeah, I'm just, uh, he says something like busy doing homework or something. It's like, it's, it's, it feels, it feels like a relatable character, yeah. uh, even though he's a superhero. And this like is one that. of the things that has always made Spider-Man such a popular character because he's a teenager, right? Which is similar to a lot of the people that are reading him. Um, and he deals with teenagers' problems. You know, like he's dealing with relationships and friendships. He's dealing with school. He's dealing with his family and the pressures there and dealing with getting his first job. Like, he has always had kind of more down-to-earth problems than a lot of the other superheroes do. And that, I think, has always kind of uh, made him popular amongst people because of that, right? He's just a regular kid, and he's dealing with that stuff. Like, whilst trying to save New York from destruction, he's also trying to get his homework done. And, like, one of the first things that happen in the cutscene of the game is, like, a late rent notice gets put under the door, right? And it's like, he's dealing with just real-world problems, but he's a superhero, and it kind of it, it it grounds the character in an interesting way. I'm very pleased that the story kind of picks up with no backstory. You know, like no one needs to know how Spider Man becomes Spider Man anymore. And it's even for people that don't know it, it's not important. Like everyone knows what superheroes are. That's all you need to know now, right? You are a superhero. That's it. Because. It is impossible to ignore superheroes in 2018. Like, you, you cannot watch the Marvel movies, but you still have a basic idea of what a superhero is. Yeah. That's all you need to know for these games now, I think, which I think is a good thing. So you've not got to, like, dredge through all that. And it's the same with the most recent movies. It's like the first time they just haven't bothered to tell uh, Spider Man's backstory because you just don't need to know it. Like,. He got bit by a radioactive spider. Yeah. That's it, right? That's what I know. He was bit by a spider, and now he's Spider-Man. Uh, exactly. Um, in terms of mechanics, I really like the way that um, I can feel that the more you play this game, the more you're going to master the ability to com- to perform combos. Like with R2, you can, um, you can swing, uh, but also if you press X, you can uh, zip web. Is that the name of mm-hmm. the of the move? Instead of combining this and combining this with uh, uh, wall running and jumping, and I feel like the more you play, the more you're going to be able to pull off these crazy tricks that yeah. um, will contribute to the sense of speed. Like I I can see that I'm not capable of doing this right now, but I will probably will be uh, the more I keep playing the game. 
Yeah, one one of the great things about Spider-Man games is those combos are in fighting and also just in movement around the city because you you learn different ways and different buttons and different tricks you unlock to when you're fighting people, but you also get different tricks for how you run across the walls and where you jump and like double jumps and flips and zip one. So like just your movement then becomes this other thing that you can chain these beautiful combos with. And that's that's what makes these games so tantalizing because Spider-Man 2 did it so well that every game since has always been held up to Spider-Man 2 as the example of this is how you do movement in a Spider-Man game. And all of the reviews that I've read mention that this is the one that does it the best since, you know? So mm, that's, the, that's the great mark, right? I want to ask you, I mean, again, we're so early into this, but do you think this is like game of the year contender? Like, do you think, what do you think we're dealing with? Mm, it's possible. I mean, the the big problem here is that Red Dead is coming out. Yeah, it's difficult in any year that a Rockstar game comes out, right? To, to For you, mm-hmm. for anybody to get a uh, game of the year. But this probably, of everything that seems to be, have been released this year and will be released this year. I think Spider-Man's probably got enough hype and enough positivity around it that it will be closest. I mean, yeah. I mean, what what else do we have? We have Call of Duty coming out. We have um, what's the the other um, Battlefield Five? Game. Battlefield Five. We have Assassin's Creed Odyssey coming out. Um, I think honestly, it's a tie between Spider-Man and Red Dead. If Red Dead is a great game. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't recall anything else in the first half of the year that would be deserving of a game of the year title. I think it's been, 2018 has been different compared to 2017 in terms of sheer amount of games that could be deserving of game of the year. Yeah, um, and also I think 2017 because of the Switch, it was a little bit yeah. more spread out. Where yeah. you know, like the bigger players, they tend to put out their best games towards the end of the year for the holidays. Where Nintendo had to put out some of their best games early on yeah so i cannot think of anything else that i've played this year that would be like the game that i associate with 2018 and i mean that would probably be spider-man uh or red dead so we'll see but so far i mean i love of course i love the graphics it looks amazing i love the i love the script like the character so far the story and the missions and the and the and the 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 chats between uh peter and uh yuri the police detective yep. um i i love what i've seen so far and just the sense of scale and freedom just when you're hanging over like a tall uh, skyscraper in manhattan and you see you know the sunset and you see the you see the hudson i mean it looks it looks really good and it looks beautiful uh i think in terms of mechanics it will also be a good game i can see why it may be it may fall victim to some of these action game sort of tropes like here's a puzzle game that now that now you need to solve like you need to connect these little pieces of a circuit board together to solve a puzzle because well you are a scientist and scientists do this it's like okay sure i'm gonna solve your puzzle um but otherwise i think this is gonna be a lot of fun um and I hope to finish the game before Red Dead comes out. Do we know when Red Dead is coming out? Sometime in October? It's uh, like October 23rd or 26th oh, okay. or something. Okay, so it's the second half of October. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's when we're on our tour. All right, all right, okay. So I have plenty of time to finish Spider-Man. Oh, that's good. Um, Shahid, are you going to play this game? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing that I've been most looking forward to is seeing if it can get the swinging mechanic right. I'm seeing how I feel with that sense of freedom because, as you say, nobody's got that right in a very long time. It's surprisingly hard to do and for it to feel natural. And so for me, the frame rate is actually going to be more important. I have no idea what the difference is between a pro and a non-pro version. I, As you know, I haven't got a PS4 Pro. I've got a standard PS4, so it'll be interesting to see how it feels at 30 frames per second because I doubt it's going to be faster than that on standard PS4. And if it feels good, if that swinging mechanic feels good and you can swing freely from building to building across a long stretch of road and reproduce all those beautiful cut scenes that we've seen, then I'm definitely going to um, upgrade to PS4 Pro to, to kind of get a sense of what it feels like in 60 frames per second. But that for me, I mean, for me, most uh, games are mostly about mechanics. This is the thing that I love most about games. It's not so much story. I like story. But mechanics and the progression of mechanics, your ability to start off feeling like you've got two left hands or two right hands if you're left-handed and not being able to make sense of anything to begin with. And suddenly you've piled mechanic on top of mechanic on top of mechanic. You don't even know consciously what you're doing anymore, but you're looking great and you're doing great stuff. And that for me is the learning process done seamlessly and beautifully. And nowadays, of course, that entire principle of progressive mechanical overload to the point where you become skillful without realising it is what's used to make kids learn, which is a spectacular thing. I never thought that would happen. You know, when I first started to feel this experience in video games a long time ago, but going back to Spider-Man, that is it for me, being able to chain long swings firing one web from an, uh, from one side of the street to another, continuing that sequence for as long as possible, doing stuff along the way. That's really important to me. I mean, I'm glad, as as you say, Mike, that there's no real backstory to the to the game. I can't stand cutscenes. I'm not interested. Um, you know, I, I've been playing The Messenger. We, we, if you've got time, we'll come back to that later. But the story's funny, but then once you've seen it, that's it. I, I want to get back to flow state. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And... That is what I'm hoping this game gives me. I don't know if you've got to the point where you're swinging around and enjoying it yet. I'd love to know. Yeah, that starts basically immediately. Does it feel good? It's the, Yeah, it's the I, first thing they throw yeah. you into. Awesome. So they, yeah. know, they know their priorities. Yeah, yeah but, they do. But how, how does it feel to you? It feels very good. It's not as fast as I would want right now, but ah, I think it's because good. I can't... I don't yet have the ability to move in all of the ways that I want to. Mm. And and I think that that's going to you know I mean I've already seen the upgrade tree I can see how I'll be able to move around a little bit differently and also like I hadn't yet until just now kind of gotten my head around the um, the parkour aspect and now that I understand that I can start chaining those two together a little bit more so like running across walls and stuff because mm. really you know the the joy comes in when you can move all of those things together and and I think rightly so that they start you off with just web slinging right and you're dealing with that and just the swinging yeah. from the webs and then they end up being like oh and this is how you do the parkour stuff and so now chaining those two things together the most recent movement from place to place that i did before i came to record today felt a lot better because i was able to like if i'm heading towards a building i don't need to go around it i can just go over it and so yeah, you know like sense learning what what it's once you know i think the game does a very good job of making it feel good now i just need to get better 
to get it to where I want it, how I want it to feel, you know, like as as the speed. So you're given a little bite of that dairy milk to begin with, mm-hmm. and you were expecting some hotel chocolat. <laughs> but you know that if you carry on playing the game, they're going to help you refine your taste. Yeah, well, because until... I think that they've done it the right way, where like they've yeah. given you it immediately. Because it's the best thing you... about Spider-Man yeah. games is is the fact that you can web swing around a city, and but they can't make it too fast. They can't or make too you much. great, can they? Exactly. Because I guess the whole point is you want to be able to feel like you're responsible. Otherwise, it's not going to feel like you're really doing it. Yep. And you have to develop the skill. I'm looking forward to my copy. Yeah, we'll we'll probably have more to say about it in a couple of weeks' time as we all have gotten through it uh, at different paces, but we probably would have taken... Well, we all definitely will have had much more time with it than we have had currently, so you can look forward to that in a couple of weeks' time. Let's thank Squarespace for their support of this episode too. Squarespace are the all-in-one place that will let you put your next project online. They will let you make your next move because Squarespace has all of the tools that you need to display your next project or idea or event. Squarespace has the ability to add store functionality, blog functionality, portfolio functionality, no matter what type of website you want to build. There's so much more than that even. They have everything that you're going to need. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade. It's all built right in. They take care of everything so you don't need to. You can even try out a free trial with Squarespace. You go to squarespace.com slash remaster. You can try it for yourself right now. You can get a feel for it before you even sign up for a plan. And so when it's right for you, you can sign up for one of those plans. And those plans do start at $12 a month, which is a fantastic price. Squarespace have 24-7 customer support. They let you quickly and easily grab domain names. You can take advantage of and customize beautiful award-winning templates and so, so much more. When you decide to sign up for a Squarespace plan, you want to use the code REMASTER because this will get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support of this show. Once again, that is squarespace.com slash remaster and the code REMASTER to get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So Shahid, give me a couple of games that you have been enjoying recently. Well, I mentioned The Messenger. Mm -hmm. I got that yesterday and Mm. have played it for about two hours. Okay, this game is waiting on my Nintendo Switch. Tell me that it's (laughs) a good game, please. I love it so far. Oh, yes, okay. I really love it so far. It's, I mean, so far, I've, I've not made a huge amount of progress, but the progress I've made, the curve has been perfectly weighted. You know, the ramp up in difficulty perfectly weighted this is the game that's two games right yes yeah yeah eight bit to 16 bit and you know kind of straight on platformer progressing to metroidvania light that kind of thing but apparently with a very complex and deep story that's much more interesting than the kind of superficial and irreverent stuff that you get at the beginning and i did find the beginning a bit well you know this is funny but it's only funny the once and now just let me play. And then I got into that. Yeah, it didn't make me read the stuff. So after a while, I thought, yeah, it's funny. I like it. It's irreverent. Nice. Fair enough. Um, a bit self-referential for my liking. I, I kind of think we don't need to do that so much in video games, but it works well in this game. You know, I never found it annoying. It's just my personal preference that once I've experienced that side of things, I want to get into the, the game. And the controls feel good. You can level up quite um, quite quickly and start experiencing new mechanics. Um, 
and occasionally you know you will catch a bit of the the dialogue and it's really quite funny uh, i have to say that's nice but i just want to get back into the play again the music is spectacular it's some of the best chip chip tune music i've heard in a long time and i listen to it and i think i remember chip music back in the day some of it was quite good like rob howard was amazing but i don't understand why it was never this good and it's not the technology it's just i think people are, are extremely imaginative have got much more tools it's a really odd feeling because you know i lived through that time and i i was making games at that time mm-hmm. and yet the people of today who weren't around in that generation are doing better old stuff than us people who started doing it in the first place. It's well, really quite you know, an interesting it, phenomenon. It's, it is, but you can kind of see why. Right? The technology is easier to use. It's easier to produce that stuff. And people now have everything that came before as inspiration. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I, I'm just enjoying it. It's like it, it causes some kind of fracture in my thinking about yeah, time yeah and i find that an interesting phenomenon because for me the the 80s is done but for some people it isn't done and <laughs> those people are kind of like redefining what 80s meant to me now i've got these links going into the future with some of this stuff that's being produced today which just sounds amazing it's just great music really interesting technique really appropriate keeps you driving along of course you got to ask me which platform i'm playing on no surprise. Nintendo? Of course. Of course. It's, it's okay. my favorite platform now. I, I don't, you know, I don't turn on the PS4 much anymore. I think the last time I turned it off was to play No Man's Sky next. Um, mm. Yeah, that was the last time I turned it on. The next time I will turn it on is over the weekend while I installed the updates to Spider-Man. Um. So nearly all of the time, the games I'm getting are for Switch. This is on Switch, and I've not been disappointed so far. As I say, two hours in, beautiful curve, really nicely um, dialed in music, really appropriate, good mechanical progression, good learning curve, um, nice, fun, irreverent dialogue, story. Perfectly pitched so far as an 8-bit game. I'll update you the next time we get together with how it was like further on. But I'm this is this one's a keeper. You know, I know with the game, if I've played for about twenty minutes, that's it. I'm I'm done. And usually I'm done in a minute. Um but this one now I've been playing for a couple of hours and I I fully intend to continue playing. Really enjoying it. So so far recommended. Um you've got to remember two hours of gameplay for me is an extremely long time. Yeah. Um having you know having been pitched gazillions of games and having played gazillions of games over gazillions of decades because as you know i'm older than time you get to a point where you make a judgment about a game extremely quickly and that doesn't mean that the game is good or bad it just means i've seen this kind of thing before i do not need to see this so my brain has become very accustomed to um to games that are using techniques uh, methods or whatever that have been done and extremely sensitive to novelty and nuance and um, a unique approach. And I like this. It's or, 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 or really high quality. In this case, I would say it's really high quality, which is really, really hard to do these days. So thumbs up so far. Looking forward to report back when I've played some more. Um, and funnily enough, I'm still still playing Hold Down. You know, after I spoke to 
Martin, who we featured in our last episode. I thought, oh, I've got to have a go at some of these tricks. And uh, I did. I got onto the black hole, of course, you know. And then, of course, it gets rock hard. If you've, if you've both played, you know what I'm talking about. You've got these blocks next to each other and they've got 100 plus, 150 mm-hmm. plus, and you've got to get them down in no time. And what happens then is, okay, it's an infinite level, but you then get to work out how to get the most bang for the buck and it helps you to go back and level up more and just to see how far you can go down. And it just becomes a straight straight up arcade high score game. How yeah, I'm still dipping into it even though I've complete, you know, like I've, I've got to the infinite level. Um, yeah. And I'm still kind of like just dipping in and out of it because it's still something that I can kind of just poke around with, uh, which is good. Federico, what about you? What games have you been playing? Um, so I've been playing uh, over the my, my vacation a lot of Dead Cells on the I Switch. I'm hearing so, good things about Dead Cells. Oh man, man, it's so good. Like I'm not usually huge on roguelike, like procedurally generated um, games, but Dead Cells um, strikes a great balance of giving you a sense of progress. Not just because you you get better at playing the game, like that sort of. Uh, theoretical progress in that the real progress is inside you all the time like no there's that of course but also you can unlock permanent upgrades and so you can actually see and and use your you know the progress that you make in the game it actually has a purpose and a function um but also it it combines the best aspects of something like uh spelunky for example with these procedurally generated levels with the exploration aspect of metroidvania games so um, you can either rush every level if you want to unlock like these doors that require a time limit, or you can take your time and explore everything and kill all the enemies in a in a in a single level. And these levels are huge; like you actually need to. There, there are like multiple paths that you can take. You can you need to backtrack and sort of make sure that you've uh, unlocked all of the treasure chests and killed all of the bosses. And it's a difficult game; like it's an unforgiving game that requires dedication and the controls are amazing on the switch especially if you remap them so i made a few modifications to the to the controller to to make sure that some of the features would be more easily accessible and i really like it like the graphics are great the sound is great and the sense of movement and the weight of the character and the way that you can combine com- um, different combos with different types of weapons and different types of strategies. Like, it's it's an incredible action game. Um, I've also been playing, uh, as I mentioned, Rise of the Tomb Raider on the Xbox One X. It's, a, it's like an Uncharted game, you know? It's, a, it's comfort food. Um, for Vita games, basically. It's an action game with a fun story, bunch of stealth, bunch of shooting guns. You can shoot also arrows with a bow because it's Lara Croft. She's, she's tougher than Nathan Drake. Um, and the graphics are incredible, like the first few levels with the mountains and with the snow with the, um, and with the avalanche. Like It's beautiful stuff on, on, a, t- on a 4K TV. Um, finally, I started playing Octopath Traveler, uh, mm. This game has been waiting on my Switch for a long time, but when I, like last month, I said to myself, I'm going to play Octopath Traveler now, but then Dead Cells came out and I was like, you know, probably going to play a bunch of Dead Cells because it, I don't need to dive into a story here. I can just pick it up and play. Um, but now that I feel like I've put a solid like 
20 hours into that sales and I'm kind of stuck uh, because I always get to the last level uh, and then I die because I, I need to play some more and I feel like I could probably alternate when I play with my switch I could probably alternate between that cells and octopath now so I started with one of the eight characters um, I started with the, with the warrior guy I don't remember his name something like Eldrick or something um, <laughs> I, I I guess it was the easy the easy one to get started, but there are multiple multiple choices in this game, so we'll see how long it takes me to play. But it looks really interesting in terms of visuals and mechanics for uh, for an RPG, and also of course No Man's Sky. But I feel like um, that's the game that I sort of play to chill um, when I don't when I don't feel like playing Tomb Raider, when I don't feel like I want to play with the Switch and I just want to chill mm. for like an hour. I just put on, I just put No Man's Sky on and I play for an hour and then I stop. All right, so I've played through Donut County, which is, hmm. uh, I played it on iOS. Um, it's available on the Mac, Steam, uh, PS4 as well. Uh, I liked it. Um, I, I liked the puzzle solving and the overall mechanic of the game where you play as a whole that's swallowing things up. The story didn't... I didn't really like the story. It didn't really speak to me. It was, like, kind of trying to be, like... It felt like it was being too weird cool for me. Um, too weird cool. Okay. Like, you know, that it's trying to be cool because it's so weird... Ah, like, okay. Oh, Unnecessarily the, yeah, weird. Yeah, okay. it, it didn't. It didn't work for me. I know a lot of people like it, but like, it was fine. But this, you know, it was kind of just like, oh, look how crazy we are. Like, it, it didn't. It didn't really work for me. But I loved the mechanic in the game and the way the game looked. Um, those both worked really well for me. But the story just wasn't my wasn't my thing. Um, I've been playing Into the Breach again because it's out on the Switch now. Um, Into the Breach is a massively punishing but terribly addicting real-time strategy game. It's really, really good. Um, I find it quite difficult to explain as a game. You, you have these like smaller or um, areas that that you play through. They're just like small areas, and they're like ten or so. Um, moves in total you know like five each or whatever like it's not a lot of moves and you have just a few mechs to control and it's all like isometric it's it's just an excellent game uh i also play for a minute it is a we spoke about minute right this is the rpg where you die every minute uh m-i-n-i-t is the name of the game minute is a masterful achievement of timing like i can't even fathom how you could design this game you know, that, like, everything that needs to happen must be completable within a minute of... Like, it's it's really, really wild. I think it is, it, is, it is very, very... It's a very, very impressive game. It is a nice, light, kind of almost snackable RPG, right? Like, you only ever have to play it for a couple of minutes at a, t- a time if you want to, but also the entire game takes well, the entire first playthrough at least because there is a like new game plus which i've not yet played but the game takes a couple of hours to get through but it is it's really really fun i liked it a lot um so i re- i really do recommend that one to people too i played that for ages on the pc and 
praised JW and the team to the guilds for that mm-hmm. one. As you say, masterful achievement. But you know what? I'm going to get it for Switch now that you've mentioned it because I, I, I just can't get on with playing games on the PC anymore. I know it sounds really lame, but I, I just want something I can take away with me or move around with. Well, especially when, you know, again, there are so many games where it's so easy to say, like, this is perfect for the Switch, but this is one of them. Yeah, yeah, Because right. really, this is perfect for mobile, right? Like, it is a, it is a, fan, it is be a perfect mobile game. The problem is the, the controls wouldn't really work very well on yeah. the iPhone, right? So, yeah. like, it, the Switch is, like, the real sp- sweet spot for it because you can move around, like, physically, you can be in other places, and you pick it up and play it for five minutes, and you've played five lives. Mm. Federico, you should get Minute. Mm. There are many games I should get, Mike. Yeah, but this one, <laughs> you will do it in an afternoon. Mm. Okay. Fine. And it's a genius piece of design as well. As a fan of role play of like of RPGs, you would like this game a lot because it is almost like they took an RPG and boiled it down to its essence. Like it is just p- very pure in form. Right? It's, it's very very good, and really like I completed it in a couple of hours and it was done. It's very good, very addicting. I think you should give it a go. I know that there's oh. all the all the great games going on right now, but you should mm. add this one to mm. your list. I think before you start something big, it, a minute to me is like a good in between big games game. Right? Yeah. It's like you've you've finished something, you're gonna get dive into something else. This is a good game to play as a as a quick one, and it, and it's got some challenge to it, but it's not. You're not going to get completely stuck because there's so many little things you can do at once that it you can kind of fumble your way through it. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun. Oh, I get it. It's called Minute because it, it happens in a minute, <laughs> but, it, but it's also a small game. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's clever. 